Okay, today we're going to be covering Activision Blizzard, which is a video game developer and publisher. They're a personal favorite of mine, and they are one of the largest video game publishers in the world. Um, and they have what they consider to be six core franchises, World of Warcraft, Call of Duty, Diablo 3, Candy Crush, Hearthstone, and Overwatch. And they are divided into three business segments. You have Activision, you have King Digital, and you have Blizzard. And we're going to get into those. Yeah. And I think a good framework for thinking about the business divisions, even though this is it's becoming more blended, generally Activision is the console developer. Mm-hmm. Blizzard is the PC-focused developer, and King is the mobile-focused developer. Yeah, or, or um, Activision is the Call of Duty, you know. I mean, realistically, the, yeah. they're just the Call of Duty now, but historically, they were more of a console developer. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like I, the overarching strategy of Activision is to sort of be the best or to own one of the best franchises of those three platforms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they have Call of Duty. Call of Duty pretty much comes out every year like clockwork. There's some interesting things going on with Call of Duty right now. They released Warzone. Semi-recently, it was this year, yeah. In March, good timing. And it has been kind of a smash hit. I played it personally, it was a lot of fun. And they've they've been iterating on that. They've been like launching new maps, um, new modes. And it's it's cross-platform and it's like a cross-generation, which is kind of interesting because like you have different Call of Duty games that work with uh, Warzone. Yeah, they're actually, so we're recording this at the end of November. 2020 and sometime in December or January they're supposedly going to have it to where you can use like your classes your guns from one game and another game for Warzone I don't fully understand how they're going to integrate that as of right now they haven't announced what it's going to look like but it's interesting that they're pretty clearly trying to become more and more platform agnostic with all their games which which is good because you know their competitor like Fortnite that's cross-platform and platform platform agnostic But, you know, one, one thing about those, like, Battle Royales, it's, like, I think one of the reasons that they're so popular is because it's, like, this amazing rush when you win. It's not like a normal 1v1 game where you might have a 50% chance to win, you know? If you're playing solos, you're playing versus 99 other people, if you win that, it's, like, a big accomplishment, you know, it, it, as far as video games go. <laughs> right. No, for sure. And it, it's, like, a delayed... It's, it's like winning a tournament in poker versus for playing sure. a cash game. Like, it's, like, these, like delayed built up or this delayed gratification that has like a big build into just like a huge rush whereas it's not like constant streams of mm-hmm. tiny little dopamine hits yeah it's one big dopamine hit exactly. you might get or you might not get it yeah or you want to throw your controller across the room <laughs> and uh, yeah activision they don't really like actually develop the games it's they have like two two main companies to develop games treyarch and infinity ward and they kind of trade off well they don't kind of they do every other year uh warzone is like a freemium model and it kind of serves as a funnel for the like real call of duty games but it's also it's also freemium where you can buy like different skins you can buy battle passes and i think they did a good job of tastefully monetizing it's not pay to win but you can buy a battle pass and that gives you like the option to earn items and skins. Yeah. And they're usually more like, I would call them like vanity based upgrade, like perks. They're not like a super overpowered gun that will 
like you yeah. have to buy it to be great i think which yeah, is kind of so what you were saying yeah so it's, it's like, not it's not play to win which it's is almost good. like a status symbol. or pay to win yeah and you know they're 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 introducing some outside intellectual property which is good and it's what fortnite does like recently they had like you could buy the character jigsaw from saw you could buy one of his skins and that was super popular yeah and i wonder if they're gonna have ronald reagan be one of the skins because he's, he's in the the campaign. Do they have, do they have to license that? Like, do they have to license that from the? I I, I don't honestly know. don't know. I played yeah. the campaign last use? week. <laughs> and there's also Call of Duty Mobile, which has done really well at 148 million downloads in the first month, estimated 480 million in revenue in the first year. I can see it becoming bigger. Looked up some videos of it, and it looks it looks really good for a mobile game. It definitely looked like they didn't they didn't phone it in. And yeah, I do think what, something that's a little bit interesting if you compare it to something like Fortnite is it definitely, you can tell it uses different assets. Hmm. Like the guns look slightly yeah. different, like the scale is different. So it's like you're not going to be, it, it doesn't look like it would be possible for it to be cross-platform mm-hmm. like PC to mobile. Yeah, I don't I don't know if they'll change that eventually. It doesn't, it doesn't like I'm not really seeing any indication they will right now. And it, it makes sense to keep it its own separate thing, I think. Yeah, but it's still, I mean, it's pretty clearly, and I do think it's a good, a low friction way of people getting it, getting people into the Call of Duty franchise yeah, too. It's, it's definitely a good funnel, but it's also, I mean, it's also like super profitable. And that's one right. thing that I've liked about Activision Blizzard management. They, they've, they've started to focus more on mobile games and that's kind of where the money's at, you know. Yeah, um, the, this last quarter. Or some of the easy money. 63% of their revenue was microtransactions. Yeah, yeah. So 1.2 billion of the 1.9 they did total. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so that that brings us to King Digital, which is another one of their uh, develop. It's like their mobile developer, which they bought in 2016. They make all the Candy Crush games. I mean, they have like three different versions of the game. I know they like they trademarked the term Saga, and there was some other game with the word Saga in it, and they sued them, which is kind of funny. And uh, yeah, and that, that that's the only game my mom's ever played, Candy Crush. So they I get the title of the it's only... It's the game that people who make fun of gamers play. Yeah, but it also like, uh, it's also more profitable than their like whole Blizzard division, pretty much. We'll get into the numbers a little bit later. But uh, they also make a, a bunch of other little games like Bubble Witch, Farm Heroes, Pet Rescue Puzzle, Pop-A, Pop-A Pear, and Blossom Blast. So there, it's a bunch of like cutesy but but profitable games they have like a solitaire game they have a scrabble game one thing that's interesting though is they're starting to they're starting to make other titles so there's there's some cross-pollination going on they're starting to make a a crash bandicoot game that's scheduled to be released pretty soon which is actually like an activision title so it seems like king is kind of starting to serve as like their mobile developer which i think makes sense they bought it they purchased King Digital for 5.9 billion in 2016, and like the past three years, I think it's netted 2.2 billion in profits. So like they're scheduled for like an under 10 year payback uh, on King Digital, which I think is really good, especially since they get they get a really good development team to monetize some of their other IP. Yeah, and I mean it massively offset the dwindling PC games. Yeah, yeah. And when, when they purchased King, I think there was kind of this perception that they were going to like, it's like they're buying like a declining asset, but it really hasn't declined. 
so I think it's been a really good purchase. And, I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if they're gearing up to make another purchase like that because cash has been accumulating on the balance sheet. And I think they'll probably do something similar here yeah. in a year or two. I wonder if it'll be... Uh, my guess is that it would be a media platform yeah. of some sort because they so they bought MLG in 2016, the uh -huh. same year they bought King with the intention of basically turning MLG into a Twitch competitor. Yeah. And it's been a pretty, from the best I can tell, pretty massive flop. Yeah. I So I'm wondering, it, it seems like that's kind of the missing hub for them right now is like Twitch and YouTube sort of control mm -hmm. the media, like distribution of esports right now. Yeah, they just have their YouTube channels right now. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, I think you don't know... I think it's been pretty clear to, based on the past, that you don't want to be be completely beholden to YouTube or Twitch or Facebook or a platform like that because they can kind of snap their fingers and really mess up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was hard to see exactly what they're doing with their MLG league, which they owned. It kind of seemed like an empty shell at the moment. I mean, they took Call of Duty League out of it. Yeah, so it seems like they're going in the other direction where they just have like individual leagues for their games, which is is kind of interesting. I'm not really sure where they'll, where, they'll, where they'll go with that. So, you want to talk about Blizzard now? Yeah, um, I mean, Blizzard's kind of, I don't know what, it's definitely the weakest of the three, I think, right now. It's the weakest, but like, they have like, I think they have like, the IP that has the deepest connection with players yeah, they have this like that. really good legacy ip i mean like like warcraft like the original warcraft not talking about a world of warcraft like i probably played that in like i don't know 1997 1996 you know and yeah. i remember it being like amazing then so they they have a history of just like like quality only putting out quality games like they're working on like a like a giant MMO project, kind of like a, a successor to World of Warcraft. It was called Project Titan, and they they scrapped it because they just didn't think it would like it didn't meet their expectations. Yeah, and that's something that you see with like maybe Disney, Apple, maybe Nintendo, Pixar, where they just won't release something unless it's really good. Yeah, they they Blizzard sort of reminds me of like the parallel of HBO. Yeah, like I feel old, like old HBO, not old HBO, H Max, HBO. Well, yes, old HBO. That's a whole separate <laughs> debacle. But where you like, you knew if something yep. that HBO put out, it was going to be really good. Yeah, you you know it's and that yeah, that's how it is for Blizzard. Like if they put out a new Diablo, like people are just going to buy it. You know, like but I, I should say the Project Titan turned into Overwatch, so it wasn't like a complete waste. But they were able to like that's true to change course, use that use use that IP and create overwatch which, which is like been a big hit they have like four what I'll, what I'll call like content universes warcraft diablo starcraft and overwatch overwatch is, is their most recent that came from that project titan they've kind of like discontinued starcraft which is interesting so starcraft that's like think starship troopers uh, I mean, yeah, that, that's that, that, pretty funny. true. You have Terran Zerg, you have the humans, and you have like the the, the like the bug aliens, and there's also like Prodos, which is like kind of more typical aliens. Yeah, didn't you? Haven't you told me in the past that they basically ripped off Warhammer? Yeah, yeah, I think they ripped off Warhammer. Like Tyranid, that's Zerg. Space Marines, that's Terran. Eldar, that would be Prodos. 
So yeah, I think they, they kind of ripped off. Kind of ripped off Games Workshop a little bit to why they've sort of backburnered StarCraft, or maybe just because the RTSs in general are just not yeah. as popular. Yep, they're not profitable. You actually had some people leave from Blizzard, some like their higher ups leave and form they form their own studio that's going to focus on RTS games. Oh, that's interesting. So, I mean. Yeah, mobile's where the money's at, and I don't think I don't think Activision Blizzard wants to focus on RTS games. Yeah, I, I would be surprised if they smart. like really, really let that StarCraft IP like totally atrophy. I'd be surprised if they didn't have something in the works. I don't know what that's going to be though. Is it going to be a StarCraft three? Maybe not. You know. Yeah, I wonder if it, they'll do something like. Or maybe uh, it'll be in like ten years. Like they'll turn it into a Hearthstone type game instead. Yeah, like, totally. Like that's that's more mobile yeah. friendly. Yeah. So Hearthstone kind of goes against what we just talked about. Hearthstone's probably their only flop I can think of. It's just not that. I don't even know if they're still like, like no one really plays Hearthstone, which is their League of Legends competitor. Yeah. Their, um, their MOBA game. I feel like there there's a weird culty group of people that I still see it like pop up occasionally on like twitter oh did i say hearthstone i i'm sorry i meant heroes of the storm hearthstone is hearthstone is their card game which is is popular and very profitable very very yeah my bad it's almost like magic the gathering or something yeah no i i know people have like paid like like well over a thousand dollars and you buy packs just like you would buy packs and pokemon cards yeah and there's just like like you know this big dramatic unveiling when you you know or unpacking when when you when you click on the cards it's it's really well done it's like it's easy to get into the game but then there's like also a lot of strategic depth there i was talking about heroes of the storm which is like i don't know it seems like it's kind of flopped yeah which is their moba legal legal legends competitor so the hearthstone subreddit has 1.7 million members yeah hearthstone's great hearthstone and if kind you of, kind of a Magic to, the Gathering to StarCraft, Yeah, if you compare that to Diablo and StarCraft, both of those have about 270,000 members. Yeah, and Hearthstone exists with, like, within the Warcraft world, within the, work, 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 within the Warcraft universe, which is interesting. It's interesting how they can apply their IP to like different game types. Yeah. And what's interesting, another thing that's interesting, is that League of Legends, which is one of the most popular games, Actually, you could say that you could say that Heroes of the Storm copied League of Legends, but League of Legends came from uh, Defense of the Ancients, which was a Warcraft Three custom map. So actually, the original MOBA existed like as a custom map on a Blizzard game, which is kind of interesting. That is interesting. What else? World of Warcraft, I mean, their big one. Say that again. Is it World of Warcraft? Wow. Oh yeah. Well, so six days ago. They released, I think, the eighth expansion to World of Warcraft, which is its own. I mean, I think anybody listening listening to this will at least like know some reference of World of yeah. Warcraft, whether it be like South Park or yeah, just like I feel like it's like the most addictive game ever. Well, yeah, it's the most addictive for sure, and it's yeah. like, well, I say for sure, I've never played it, but. Which, I, well, I didn't either because I knew that it was the most addictive game ever. Yeah, exactly. Like, thank God I never played it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I have a friend that him and one of his one of his best friends they take five like a week of their vacation time every year to just play yeah. WoW. Yeah, so it, it's like a super social game. I mean, people like people they join guilds, you know, which it's like they like like clans, and I mean they'll they'll be in these things for like 
I don't know, 15 years, you yeah. know, it's like this ongoing thing. So people like make friends in, a, in, in, in World of Warcraft. It's, I don't know. It, I think it came out in 2003 and they've just, uh, they've released eight expansions. They've just been iterating it, iterating on it for like 17 years now. Yeah. It's crazy. And it's just, it's the same universe and like you're like everything you accumulate compounds over time. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's whole little like micro economies in it where there's, I've, there's people in like China who will like, mine gold on the game to sell it to people yeah and like they'll make i don't know i think i've read that you people can make like four dollars an hour but like in some of the countries that do it like it ends up being like they're making like middle class like wages farming gold on a game selling it to westerners yeah it it's like the first like metaverse type game you know like the first like the first smash hit like massively multiplayer online role-playing game that I can think of. And probably, yeah, just one of the biggest games of all time. For a while, that was kind of like the bear case for Activision Blizzard was the slow decline of World of Warcraft, the lack of growth there, because that was like their cash cow for a while. Yeah, It it still is, but it's being offset now. Then you have, do you you want to add anything else to that or move on? No, I mean, I think, I think, yeah, and you're going to have to carry Diablo. I know very, very little about it. Diablo, it's like, it's medieval. You're you're, you're just, you, you, it's like a top-down, third-person RPG. And you're like, you can be a barbarian. You can be a necromancer. You level up. You can play with other people. It's super dark, gloomy, violent. You, you fight Diablo. You, you know, you fight different like archangels. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a great game. People love it. People like Diablo 2 when I was in high school, that was like the biggest game there was probably. Interesting. You know, for, for a while there, maybe. Yeah, maybe no, I mean, I, yeah. I like people, would, people would have, people would have bots that they would like, they would have bots that they'd, you know, that they'd use and they would like auto do like Mephisto runs and then they would, you could like accumulate items and then sell them on, on eBay. And Diablo 2, which was kind of interesting. Recently, they they announced Diablo 4. They also announced a mobile Diablo, Diablo Immortal, which should be coming out sometime soon. When they did that, everyone was super upset because they, they were expecting a Diablo 4 announcement, which was kind of funny, but got to agree with management in prioritizing the mobile game because I think that is that's where the money is. Yeah. I mean, if I guess coming back to this or not coming back, but tying some of this together, I think there's some, the push to mobile is really showing in the gross margin expansion. Yep. It's, I mean, just pretty much every year, like clockwork, their gross margins get a little bit better. A great sign, you know, like, like 2017, 64%, 2018, 66%. 2019, 67%, and the last 12 months, 72.5%. I mean, that is that is awesome. Yeah, so. <laughs> I, I'm kind of expecting this upcoming quarter for, so whatever, Q4 of 2020 mm-hmm. to be very big for them. Yep, and that, that's a good thing. It's like a, a zero marginal cost business, you know? Yep. It's one of the reasons why why I think uh, video games are getting, getting more attention right now. And mobile, like if you look at uh, their past, like, like, Going back three years, like the trailing 12 months, the revenue by platform, console, console decreased 
from 2018 and 2019 to 2020 it decreased and then it went up mobile's the only one that's grown year over year year over year so 2.15 I mean, to now it's at, you know the last trailing 12 months 2.4 billion so that's i mean that's kind of where the future is it's where the future growth is going to be putting some of their ip like on on mobile on android on ios and <clears throat> it seems like they're doing a good job so yeah i, I mean I- I've hundred percent. I mean, and like their profits are in cash flow is what I'm trying to say getting better and expanding because of those gross gross margins with basically no revenue growth. Yeah, and I think that for now, I I think exactly. I think, I think there could be an inflection yeah. <laughs> point here, like now that yep. mobile is kind of becoming the bellwether that it might just actually start, you know, five ten percent a year type of thing. Yeah, I think. I, they have some good things in the pipeline. Diablo Immortal is going to come out. I, I think that's going to be a hit on, on iPhone, on, on Android. They have Diablo 4 for PC coming out. That's going to be a while, though. And then they have Overwatch 2, which is coming out. And Overwatch is like kind of like a 5v5 objective-based shooter, kind of cartoony, lots of different characters. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. It's a really good game. Easy to get into, but it, it, you can also play it uh, competitively at a high level, which is something that Blizzard does really well. That's true with Hearthstone also. So it's accessible, but but you can also like play super competitively. Yeah. I mean, you can become a professional at both games. Yeah. And there's an or Overwatch you can just, League, or you can just yeah, or you can just fire it up and have fun and you know have a good time. Yeah, that's actually like maybe with the exception of Candy Crush a pretty common trait of most of these games actually yeah overwatch overwatch is yeah it's it's pretty cheap i think i think it was 39 bucks and then you can also like you can also purchase skins in the in hearthstone hearthstone's uh, freemium where you can just play it for free and then but you have to pay for additional packs which means it's actually way more expensive if you've ever gotten into a premium (laughs) game there there is yeah there is there is no no upper limit for hearthstone or for um, Candy Crush, yeah. So I mean, players will the players can spend a thousand bucks. They can spend two thousand bucks. I mean, it, it's kind of the revenue there is driven by by what they call whales, which are people who just spend a ton of money. Yeah. On it, it's it, it's a lot more. What am I trying to say? So, have you ever playing like those freemium puzzle games on your phone can be like a massive slippery slope because it's like. You end up playing at like one in the morning in bed, and then all of a sudden you're like, "Uh, oh, out of lives." Like, well, I'm not tired yet. Like, it's in like your decision making yeah, shit, they, and you just like. Well, they they literally hire psychologists to oh, like yeah, it's find all of the little tricks to get you to click buy. Like, I can't. I've probably spent fifty to hundred bucks on iPhone games in the last like year or two at like one thirty in the morning because I can't <laughs> sleep, and it's just like I'm like, eh, two bucks. But you know, you do it multiple nights and it just like wraps yeah. up whereas like call of duty i'll probably i think I sp- it was 60 bucks or something like that like i'm not mm-hmm. gonna sp- probably not gonna spend any more money on call of duty yeah. even though they have the battle pass and all that other stuff like it yeah. just for me it's not gonna be what i do yeah one, one, one thing that kind of relates to that the monetization or the dollars paid per hour of like entertainment value for gaming is super 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 low compared to other entertainment forms and i think that's kind of like that's kind of a bull case because you can see it's not hard to imagine that expanding in the future yeah and i think they have they're a little this is a little bit of a covid anti-fragile stock where i think so like for me i bought a pc like i haven't had a console or anything in almost a decade and i bought a pc this mm-hmm. year 
largely because of COVID, and I probably will continue to play video games on it after the fact. Like, I, I'm not going to stop playing, I think, now, like, once COVID's just gone. Yeah, I th- gaming is a big secular trend, in my opinion. Like, kids today, j- just kids today, they play way more games. It's just, it's more ingrained into, like, the social fabric than it used to be. Yeah. And I think that only increases with time. Well, I mean, like, I used to go, like, walk down the street to hang out with my friends. And, like, mm-hmm. like and, like go play outside or whatever. Like, I don't yeah. think people do that anymore, really. Like, you might, like, <laughs> lug your like Xbox over and, like, have a yeah, party yeah. or whatever. But, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let me see. I think that pretty much covers Blizzard. Yeah, man, I feel real old after saying that. <laughs> oh, we should cover Battle.net. They have they have Battle.net, which is it's like their sales platform, but it's also their social hub. Basically, all their games are launched from Battle.net. They'll do some some cross promotion, cross pollination stuff, where like if you buy if you buy maybe a Battle Pass. Well, I don't think they do it with Battle Passes, but if you buy like a Hearthstone pack, you'll also get a skin in Heroes of the Storm. So they do some really interesting stuff some cross game promotion stuff on there which is pretty interesting but it's also the place at least for me where like my friends are most likely to be right um, there's facebook integration so it's it's really it's 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 a great platform you know they have audio chat integrated they have a really good friends list and you can like you can choose to show your real name on there if you actually know the person or you can just keep it hidden as your your fake handle i think that's about it for blizzard I mean, you can go over current streaming stats just kind of to give oh, an yeah, idea. Just of, for like the general like trends, like the macro, yeah. macro trends. Yeah. Yeah. So Activision, they have three out of the top 10 streaming games on Twitch as of November 29th. Shadowlands, World of Warcraft Shadowlands, Warzone, and Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. It's a mouthful. And according to twitchmetrics.com, they have they've had 137 million cumulative hours this month of streaming time on Twitch. Sounds a little low to me, but and then we're gonna go over some of the competitors just to kind of give give an idea of like relative market power. Riot they have two out of two out of the ten games, League of Legends and Valorant. Epic they have two out of the ten games with Rocket League and Fortnite, and then Valve has two out of the ten games with Dota 2 and Counter Strike. Kind of brings us to esports, which I think is uh, is a big opportunity for Activision Blizzard. But it's not it's not entirely obvious how that'll shake out for them. Yeah. Right now they have individual leagues for different games, so they have like an Overwatch league, they have a Call of Duty league, they also have Major League Gaming, which they purchased in 2016, but they haven't done a ton with it. I just pulled up Twitch just while we were talking about this right now. So it's Sunday night, just after Thanksgiving, and there's actually 20,000 more people streaming World of Warcraft than Call of Duty right now. Well, the nice. Call of Duty Black yeah. Ops. I think the it's probably more doing Call of Duty across the yeah. titles. But yeah, there are going to be a lot of people who are curious what the new World of Warcraft looks like right now. Yeah, really my point to saying that is I, I think it actually might have maybe has a little more like i feel like i see more black ops 
stuff like on Twitter or like ads or uh-huh. whatnot, but like it seems like that core World of Warcraft, yeah, like yeah. player base came back. Yeah. So, kind of interesting. It's good sign. So sorry, we can get, I, that was a little bit of a divergence. But we can get back to no, esports. I think esports is going to be honestly really really big this year was supposed to be the first year that they did like the whole the global esports market did over a billion in revenue yeah i I think people like watching what they understand yep if you don't if you don't like really grow up watching football like you're not going to want to watch football because you don't understand the intricacies like you don't understand you know what's supposed to be impressive so well the rules are also confusing if you've never played it yeah and if you grow up and one thing about esports you view it from the same perspective that the player views it, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. But you know, if you go, if you grow up like playing playing Fortnite, watching professional Fortnite players might be more appealing than watching watching the NFL. And I think I think that I think that trend is in place and that's happening. Yeah, and I mean, there's also just way more access. Like if you are a fan of you know one of the optic players like he's mm-hmm. probably streaming on twitch also when he's not in competitions and interacting yeah. with yeah. this chat and yep. you know like it's like very it's more native to i feel like content creation and some of it's yep. just like the technology but like michael jordan is not going to you know stream or it's not going to be as interesting to watch michael jordan like put up free throws yeah, yeah. Just like thousands but, and thousands of free throws in practice, whereas like you can watch Scump or whoever stream yeah. like their practice matches, and it's super engaging and interesting. And you have so many personalities that it is like it, a lot of personalities to choose from, and it's it's that combination of of entertainment just from the personality and them being really good at the game, right. It can be pretty powerful. I do think what's going to it's going to be interesting to see how esports develops because, like right now, if you're a really good Call of Duty player, you're gonna you can make more money just streaming like Ninja. Yeah, yeah. Versus I'm, I'm like not competing. sure. Yep, I I could see it being like boxing, you know, yeah. where it's just like this hodgepodge, and they just do deal, they do these ad hoc deals, and there isn't some overarching organization. Right. I mean, but I think the but pub- it's not clear. I, but it's not clear be to me because how it's the publishers own the IP, so the publishers eventually like they are going to be the yeah. And I, I think that's what you see. I think that is what you see Blizzard or Activision Blizzard doing with Overwatch League and Call of Duty League. I think you kind of I think they're kind of trying to clamp down on that and For trying sure. to own their own IP when it comes to esports. Yeah, and like I, it's going to be interesting because I think there's a little bit of a the way it's happening right now that there's not a great alignment incentive wise with the players and the publishers Hmm. so i don't know like there's been discussions about so like i know like if you're a call of duty league player and you wear a headset that doesn't isn't sponsored like through call of duty league like you can get fined yeah yeah on your it's kind of the same thing with like the nba and the nfl yeah well but it's Uh, yeah what's different is i gotcha not when you're on stage Playing, yeah, right? it's like yeah. you're in your bedroom streaming <laughs> to your fans. Yeah, it's a little much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, like being on stage, and like I, I get. I think it. that I think that 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 stuff will all get worked out, you know. And I think that, that I think it's still in flux. I do too, but I think it's going to be a boon for the publishers. And the reason for that sure. it's even on that we're even talking about it right now is because the publishers yep. are going to be the de facto owners, whereas 
Like and the they're very cognizant of that and they're very, very aware and they definitely want to own, you know, the esports for their titles. Right. Because, yeah, and I think it also is going to have some longevity of if you, you know, grow up wanting to be a professional Call of Duty player instead of a professional basketball player, that's going to add longevity to the t- franchises. Yeah. For sure. Actually, like, I watched StarCraft II competitive games probably, probably about like seven, eight years ago, maybe maybe eight years ago. And you know, it was good stuff. Yeah. I mean, I, I honestly enjoy watching people play video games on YouTube. Yeah. So, I mean, I watched Warzone videos. I probably spent yeah. five or six hours watching Warzone videos when I had never played the game. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that form of entertaining is like disproportionately calmer or dispro- disproportionately more popular with like younger folks. Right. Like the new generation that is like, I don't know, extremely popular with them, streaming in general. So you want to get to kind of go over like a quick, quick overview of like revenue and profit by, by division. These are like twil- trailing 12 month numbers. Yeah. And I, we can just get, we can just, I was just going to say, we definitely go over that, but I also want to point out the relative value. Yeah, yeah, let's start there first. They have a 60 billion market cap. Their current PE is 26.8. For reference, the S&P 500 PE is 36.8. Pretty high. The mean is 15.8. Kind of freaks me out a little bit. Yeah. Looking a little little toppy there. (laughs) Not making any predictions, but man. Yeah. So the Ford PE, this is according to Schwab. So this is just like an amalgamation of different estimates. It's 22.08. They have a 0.52% yield. Price earnings, pig ratio of 1.1. So that's price to earnings to growth. For the people who don't know what peg, what, what would be a good benchmark for a peg? ratio i'd have to get the s&p 500 peg i mean one the the general rule of thumb is like one and under is like really good yeah so that's so like they're tweeting teetering on that yeah so we can get into revenue by segment which is kind of interesting because i would have thought that blizzard would would have more than king but king has had more profit has been more profitable than Blizzard. Pull up that spreadsheet. I feel like I'm reading uh, this wrong. Yeah, so so the last 12 months for oh, Activision, yeah. 3.7 billion in revenue. For Blizzard, only 1.9. And then for King, 2, uh, 2.09 billion. So it was Activision, King, then Blizzard, which is really interesting to me because I, I would have thought that Blizzard would have been probably on top. So that, that King acquisition looking better and better. And then Profit, Activision 1.7, Blizzard only 798 million, and then King 813. So it's also more profitable than Blizzard which is, I don't know, that's kind of surprising to me, but. Yeah, and it's pretty interesting how quickly that's changing. Yep, yep. And, and that, that, that's also why, you know, management is prioritizing. Mobile. Uh, mobile, which is, yeah. which is good. They're, they're doing the right thing. I think, I think management, I don't know. I think they pretty, it's pretty good, even though like 
gamers are going to complain, but management knows where the money's at. Yeah. No, I think I think the Asim quote, the Asimco quote that you told me earlier is a pretty good title for this episode. Oh yeah. And yeah. just Activision's general philosophy. I yeah, think they, every time an expert complains, a cash register rings. Yeah. Which, yeah. Or steady you quote. Unless he's quoting someone else. I don't know. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I think that's pretty much it. I overall, yeah, I, I'm like pretty can, bullish on Activision. I think the lack of revenue growth is somewhat concerning. Yeah. But, they're stacking cash though. They have like 7.2 billion in cash and cash equivalents. And that's hard to imagine getting hurt owning an asset that has 65% gross margins. Yeah. Well, 72%, 72% trailing 12 months. Yeah. I mean, I I, I don't know. That's a great sign whenever gross margins are increasing. Yeah. It's a really good sign. So that's like one of those telltale signs. And according to Credit Suisse, I guess their 2022 estimates have them at 15 times earnings with that amazing balance sheet. So. Yeah, it's, it's something. I mean, I, I, publishers like Activision are going to be the modern or the future Disney's. Yeah, I, I agree. Them, Nintendo. I just I'm so familiar with the assets that I I personally I I, I like it, especially relative to where the market is. You know. And I mean, especially especially with their focus on mobile, and especially with their like upcoming, especially with like Diablo Immortal coming out for mobile, Call of Duty Mobile doing really well, Warzone taking share. Uh, Warzone is just so fun, and it's I, I've been very impressed with their ability to execute. I think their execution has been really good. For a while, it looked like Warzone was just this thing that they threw out there to compete with Fortnite, but it turns out that it no it's like the serious competitor like people are loving it and yeah i, I think the execution's been great the i the ip is is amazing so i'm i'm a fan yeah i i it's, lack of revenue growth lack of historic revenue growth though is the only is the main red flag yeah. so but i do think there's a very good chance that that stabilizes or not stabilizes yep. it starts increasing once the pc sure. slash mobile kind of like that ratio levels out to where it's like natural equilibrium yeah i, I think it's a it's a good mix of like they're really good business people like and they have amazing gross margins and they have amazing ip yep and and they're trading at a discount to the market which is which is nice yeah pretty steep discount at that yeah yeah which is weird that you know well, I mean, when you have stuff like Nicola or whatever the hell it's called, and yeah, yeah, when you have Wall Street bets driving the market, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's what happens. I, <laughs> market's an interesting, interesting. Yeah, that's that's another another discussion. Yeah, it is. But uh, but yeah, I like that. I like that increase in gross margins. I like their their upcoming slate of games. Yeah, very familiar with the IP, so. I'm a fan, not making any predictions, but it's it's definitely on my watch list. Yeah, I think, I mean, if, it, yeah, it's, yeah. I, I think it definitely falls into the category for me of like, maybe it's not the best thing to own right now. And maybe the whole market's not the best thing to own right now, but. I think the relative value is there. I think the relative value is there. And I think it's hard to imagine Call of Duty not existing in 30 years. Yeah, or, or Warcraft or, yeah. or Diablo. 
I think that the, yeah. the Jeff Bezos quote where he talks about like you focus you, you focus on the things that are not going to change and do that really mm-hmm. well. Yeah. I, it falls into that category for me. Yeah. And and I think like the cash balance, the balance sheet is really nice and they're probably gearing up to make some sort of acquisition, which yeah. is which is kind of a you know, that's kind of a cherry on top. So I think that about wraps it up. Do you have anything else? No, I think to add? it's time yeah. to Maybe go play Warzone. Yeah. All right. It's all fun. All right. See ya. (laughs) See ya.